certainly an exciting day for the Edmonton Oilers to acquire Duncan Keith. Just felt like uh, the Edmonton Oilers right now. It was a, it was a good fit, a great fit. Excited to uh, to start this this new chapter of my career and try to win a cup in Edmonton. It's always been uh, my goal to, to be able to stay in Edmonton, and it's just what I've wanted. I've loved my time in Edmonton so far. The team is uh, progressing uh, the way we want it to, and I want to be a part of that. And uh, obviously, the biggest reason I want to stay is I want to win at Edmonton. Here's McDavid all the way, scores! Did that just happen? Connor McDavid, coast to coast. Locked On Oilers podcast for this Thursday, December 30th. We're almost into the new year. Good times, hopefully in 2022, more than 2021 and 2020 with this damn pandemic. But welcome to Locked On Oilers podcast. I am Hernan Salas, your host from TSN 1260. Connect with me on Twitter at Hernan the Man and at Locked On Oilers. Uh, we're going to recap, uh, not really recap, but we're going to talk about last night's game. Uh, three things I want to get to regarding the 4-2 loss to the St. Louis Blues. Another meh game for the Oilers uh, I just I don't get it but nonetheless well we'll, we'll get to three things I want to break down here in the first segment second segment we'll hear from Dave Tippett today as he met with the media out there in uh, New Jersey as they get set for the Devils tomorrow morning and in the third segment uh, we'll get a better understanding of the New Jersey Devils with Trey Matthews from Locked On Devils you can find him on Twitter at TreyMatt4 uh, just a few questions for Trey there regarding the team what to expect tomorrow uh, morning, but let's get right to it. Actually, before that, thanks for making Locked On Oilers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. The Oilers drop a 4-2 decision to the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Blues outshot the Oilers 33-28. Blues were 1-4 for four on the power play. Oilers got only one uh, power play opportunity. They were 0-1, for one, and they lose 4-2. Leon Dreisaitl and Evan Bouchard score for the Edmonton Oilers, but, uh, and we're going to switch it up a bit. Instead of going through the goals and all, let's just talk about some important parts of that game last night and once again the orders were not ready to get to we're not ready to start the game again chasing the game this now is getting ridiculous it's the 20th time in 30 games they've given up the first goal since november 1st it's the 17th time out of 23 games they've given up the first goal and you're coming off a break you're coming off uh you know the christmas break the covid stoppage all that and you put in an effort like that to start now i don't think the orders were terrible but i don't think they were good at all they were just okay uh you knew as soon as st louis scored four minutes in they were going to struggle in this game they weren't going to come back even when they tied it at two i could see that st louis goal coming from a mile away but there's something wrong when your team cannot score the first goal or just be ready to go i think that's an enormous problem for this team and i don't know what it is and i know everybody here wants to blame dave tippett for everything and is he at fault sure he is he's part of the problem but the players got to be ready man like your star guys got to be worrying to go like let's go out there and put five shots on net in the first two minutes let's let's score a goal hey let's score the first goal but they don't do that they're just struggling in that aspect and i i tweeted it out yesterday and one one gentleman said well it's not a trend it's who they are 
Well, yeah. I mean, we're almost into the new year here. This Edmonton Oilers team, man, they got to find a way to start games better. And I don't know what it is, man. I truly don't. Keith, brutal last night. Absolutely atrocious last night. And that's one where Kenny Holland's got to look and be like, oof, I, I might have made a mistake because he was bad. Now, with a few gentlemen on Twitter, back and forth. Listen, he was at fault. Yes. But look at the play in the neutral zone. It's four on four. Now, is it a communication issue? I don't know what it was. But Keith plays it poorly too. But for me, Nugent Dreisaitl, unless, and we don't know this, and I know Maddie Cassian brought it up as well on the two guys podcast. Like, we don't know if there's communication there. Because if there is, then yeah, it's all on Keith. If there's no communication, then there's, there's more than one guilty uh, player here. And I just looked at Dreisaitl's half-ass effort coming back. Now, yeah, Keith played it poorly, but if, if Dreisaitl remotely puts an effort into that back check, maybe you can get there and disrupt Tarasenko. Let's just put all that aside. Duncan Keith was bad last night. Very bad. And that goal, I mainly on Duncan Keith, yes. And I said that, but I said, look at the other two forwards. They're a part of the problem too. Maybe not to the that extent, but they're a part of the problem. Where do you stand on that? I mean, Duncan Keith is what he is. He's been okay this year. I'm not going to sit here and trash the guy. And, and, and we need to stop bringing up the, the, the damn trade. It was a horrible trade. We all know that. We all know that was a horrible trade by Kenny Holland. It's not a, it's it, no one's sitting here defending that trade. It was terrible. And last night's game doesn't make it look good. But if we continue to bring it up every time Duncan Keith, how does that help? He's here. He's not going anywhere. Kenny Holland was made a sucker on that trade. We get that. But I'm not going to hear him say he's been terrible. He's been okay. He's been good. I mean, him and CeCe haven't been a train wreck like we all anticipated. Now, lately they have, sure. Point number three. Oh, no, sticking with the defense. Samarukov, you got to feel for this kid. <laughs> you got to feel for him. Uh, only gets two shifts, gets scored on twice, gets walked twice. Just, oh, man. that I felt bad because I think on the broadcast he said his wife flew in to watch him play. He played 228, minus two, and he was sent down today. So uh, a quick little in there for Samarukov and you gotta I mean it's the pros but man that was a rough rough start and I hope this awakens all those people out there that think the others can just roll all their young defensemen and they'll be fine young defensemen struggle not everybody knocks it out of the park right away so uh, a rough one for Dmitry Samarukov he was paired with Bouchard they got torched uh Bouchard was he scored the goal but he was just okay too He's got to be much better, but he's young. We knew this was going to happen. We knew this. He's a young defenseman, and I'm not saying get him out of lineup. No, because he's still one of your better defensemen, but he's going to make mistakes, and he's made a lot. Well, and so was the team. So for me, again, this team struggles. They're never ready to go, which is very worrisome. Keith with his worst game as an Edmonton Oilers. Samarukov with uh, just a forgettable debut, and uh, gift wrapping goals to the opposition. Go look at the first three goals. The Oilers give them the goal. St. Louis has to do nothing. They just have to skate by and finish it. They had a 2-on-0 in this game. A 2-on-0. I don't know what else to say. Like, you got the order shoot themselves in the foot more often than not and give wrapping them goals nonstop to your opposition. Make them work. But the orders are not physical. They don't They don't make the other team work their butts off. No, it's easy. Easy peasy. As for Mike Smith, uh, can you really blame him on the first two? <laughs> it is the Tarasenko who's having a great year. I mean, yeah, he was just okay. I mean, he didn't win the game, so, but he's been off for a while. And I thought at times he looked calm and, and he settled the team down, but he still lost the game. So lots to 
things to pick out when it comes to the Edmonton Oilers here. Uh, but for me, the biggest concern is, is just they're never ready to start a game. And uh, well, hopefully tomorrow they're going to be in tough because it's in a morning, afternoon game, whatever you want to call it. Oilers are not good in these games, but they better be because uh, things are going to start to roll in a bad way here if they can't pick up two wins here because they, they cannot lose these two games. They cannot lose to a New Jersey Devils team. Are you with me? Are, 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 you, are those the concerns for you where it's just the starts, the gift wrapping of goals? I mean, Keith, off night, Samarukov, we probably won't see again this season, but you're not going to write off a guy for one game. So we got to pump the brakes there. And I know all their fans are not happy right now. As it continues, uh, the, the struggles continue in December for this team as they drop a 4-2 decision to the St. Louis Blues. Now they sit fourth in the Pacific, uh, only three points up on San Jose, LA, only four points up on Vancouver. So the Oilers got to get rolling here. They got to find a way. They got to find a way because if this team falls out of a playoff spot, that is unacceptable. Unacceptable. What did you think of the game? Hit me up on Twitter at HernanTheMan and at Locked On Oilers. Coming up next, more Oilers talk and we'll hear from Dave Tippett as he met with the media today ahead of their game versus the New Jersey Devils. I am Hernan Salas and this is the Locked On Oilers podcast. Got beard? Get primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feeling beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. Combo kits make a great holiday gift and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenge you to compare their ingredients and the feeling beard to the other products you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember the code locked on gets you 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Use code locked on at checkout for 20% off. Back here on the Locked On Oilers podcast as we're uh, talking Edmonton Oilers coming off a 4-2 loss to the St. Louis Blues. I brought up three points that I'm really bugged about. Um, one's just a trend here for the last two months is uh, chasing the game. Keith and Samarukov, young and old, struggling for the Edmonton Oilers last night. Whew, what a game by those two. And uh, the Oilers uh, continually do uh, gift uh, goals to the opposition. They don't even make them work for them. So the Oilers are, are fighting it a lot right now. Uh, Dave Tippett here in the city taking a lot of heat for his use of Connor and, and Dreisaitl. But, but what do you want him to do? Like, Nuge is oof, completely falling off. Like, I, Yamamoto, he does things well, but there's no production there. He were without Nurse and Jesse Pugliarvi. Do you win that game? Maybe. If they're there, I, I, I don't know. I mean, Nurse is a big part of your back end. Sure, but the Oilers got it. Yeah, effort's got to be better the urgency everything's got to be better for this team so i i get the frustrations with dave tippett and why uh the only the only uh move he goes to is putting the two big guys together but what else do you want him to do because when you put them together i get it there's nothing else coming but they're really good when they're together and december hasn't been a good month for mcdavid and dry either i mean they're yeah 50 points each top of the league but uh from what we're used to seeing from these guys it just hasn't been enough and they're not getting a lot of help before the, the christmas break the, the uh, secondary scoring showed up for three games but yesterday they weren't even close so um you're gonna get jp and nurse back they were in uh practice today down in the u.s so that's a good sign and we just got to start putting some wins together here or they're gonna find themselves in a bit of trouble uh, let's get to uh dave tippett as he met with the media today for a few clips here um and i just brought them up darnell nurse just play two big pieces to this team just on uh here's dave tippett on having those players return to the lineup well it's great to get people like that back. I mean, we're, uh, you know, you're trying to stabilize your lineup a little bit. Obviously, Nursey 
carries a lot of minutes for our group. You know, is our is our number one defenseman. So you can put a guy like that in your lineup. It just solidifies a lot of things. Not just not just him, but it. Uh, what it does is who he plays with becomes yeah. a becomes a key partner too. So uh, and uh, Pooley has had a good year, really good year. He he drives our our group with lots of energy, strength, good forechecking. So uh, adding those two guys in is uh, you know it really helps your lineup. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a, a nice little uh, uh, not a, a nice little uh, return there for Nurse and JP. Hopefully they can uh, come in and, and help the Oilers pick up a W. Uh, one they I don't know if it's the correct word is desperately, but they need a win here and they need to start winning uh, consecutive games here. You can't go one win, one loss. Uh, that that good start went out the window. Uh, the Oilers had an optional skate today, and the two big dogs were out there, and Leon Drysdale and Connor McDavid. So uh, the head coach was asked, "What does it say to the team when you see 97 and 20?" out there for an optional well what it is you you have situations like this we've got a couple guys dinged up from last night that we knew we had to uh we got more than a couple that needed some treatment today so you have an optional but ultimately what it does you put it in the player's hands and say what do you need to be the best tomorrow and both those guys coming out of the break here they felt like they wanted to have a little skate there's some other guys that uh felt like the rest you got five games in eight days and and two in back-to-back afternoon games so there's some guys that felt like they were better off just having an off-ice workout but each guy is uh they have their own mindset connor and leon they know they have to uh be at the top of their game they just do whatever it takes to get to that level yeah it is it's positive i mean i'm not gonna read too much into it and make a big deal about it but it's good they're your leaders that's what they should be doing and uh, everybody on this team needs to pick it up everyone it's not just the bottom six your bottom pairing everyone on this team has to play better and let's get uh and and then let's get the uh let's get this uh heading in the right direction i know this is a question you all wanted to hear but what's the plan for the goalies in these back-to-backs i think we'll look to go back to schmitty tomorrow and we'll see where it goes from there so Schmitty against the uh, New Jersey Devils, probably Koskinen against the Islanders. I know Stuart Skinner showed up uh, maybe 10 minutes before the game last night, picked up another one for Bakersfield, but that's good. That's where you should be. We all knew they weren't going to put Koskinen on a waiver or whatever everybody wanted them to do. You knew that wasn't going to happen. This this management group and coaches that was loyal, they're going to roll with Koskinen no matter what. No matter how bad he is, he's not going to get uh, sent down over Stuart Skinner, at least right now. And then eventually, hopefully, I don't know how, but Kenny Holland can uh, address the goaltending situation because I am not confident in the group they have right now that they can even win a series in the playoffs and that's just me I'm not a big fan of these goaltenders come playoff time and the Oilers are right now fighting for a playoff spot so it's uh it's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what the GM of this team does and a fun question here from the one and only Gene Principe but Dave Tippett do you have any resolutions for the new year you know what you get in the hockey season it's like Every day is a new day, so you you got to get up. And if you lost, you're miserable. You find a way to win, and if you won, you're happy. And now you got to find another way to win. So, my New Year's resolution would be find a way to win every day. That was Dave Tippett um, in good spirits despite his team's uh, crappy December and the loss last night. Tomorrow, 11 a.m. Remember, guys, and tune into TSN 1260 for pre and post game shows. I will not uh, be there for uh, the pre and 
the post. Um, but join Tommy, Connor, and a whole whack of other characters, Maddie Cassian, for the pre and post early one. And let's hope the others can get uh, in the win column. Coming up next, get a visitor report with Trey Matthews from Locked On Devils here on the Locked On Oilers podcast with Hernan Salas. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl seasons and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to your head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet Online where the game starts. All right, let's uh, let's get to know the Oilers' uh, opponent tomorrow. We haven't really well since the pandemic. We haven't really watched the Devils a lot. At least I haven't. But we know a lot of their players. But to get a better feeling for this team, uh, Trey Matthews from Locked On Devils joined me and uh, just cut up some few clips here from him. As um, first of all, just how's New Jersey season gone up to this point? We got off to a pretty decent start. We had a big game against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks on our first game of the year. Able to get the game winning OT goal was Jack Hughes. Uh, he did the famous uh, throw his um, his stick into the stands, and that uh, was on ESPN for a few days. But overall, it's or in, in your case, since you're in Canada, TSN. But um, overall, it's just like we lost Jack Hughes after the second game of the year because yeah. he broke his collarbone uh, after he got into a tie-in with Lawson uh, of the Seattle Kraken. But here's an interesting fact for you. So for 2019-2020 season, uh, in 24 games, Jack Hughes had 11 points. Then last season, he had 11 points in 38 games. And then right now, he has 11 points in 14 games. And this is coming off of a broken collarbone. And, and you know, I, I was talking so much this year about Jack Hughes just trying to get his foot back underneath him or, excuse me, his feeding underneath him just because, like, um, you know, after he recovered from his injury, he had to um, basically just crawl before he walked. And sometimes his line didn't look good. Sometimes um, he wasn't really good in the faceoff. And sometimes it was just very iffy. But uh, in, in our last game against the Buffalo Sabres, he and his line, man, they, they, all three of them were the stars of the game. So it was him. Jesper Brat and then uh, Igor Sharangovich. All three of them had scored at one point. Jack Hughes and uh, Brat both had a three-point outing. Um, so overall, I, I think coming into this game, that's the line. If you're watching uh, the game tonight, uh, Hernan, when this episode goes live, um, uh, look after uh, Jack Hughes and his line because I would expect Lindy Ruff, our head coach, to run with that same line. But overall, this season for the Devils, it's definitely been disappointing. But similar to you guys, we're, we're – down but we're not out but then again you guys if, if the season were to end you guys are in the wild card so uh, at least you at least you got something whereas we're on the outside looking in you're you're like a fringe playoff team right now so one more bad run and you're going to be in our position but if we can find a good run right now then we'll be uh We'll be perfectly fine. We know the top guys there, and Nico Heischer, Jack Hughes. Uh, I mean, if you want to throw Jesper Pratt in there, of course, their big free agent signing, Dougie Hamilton on the back end. Uh, but is there a few players here that uh, Edmonton Oilers fans should keep an eye on that are not, uh, you know, a little bit unknown? Keep an eye out for Dawson Mercer. He's a rookie this year. He made the team, uh, I guess, people were anticipating for Alexander Holtz to make the team, but uh, what 
what uh, Dawson Mercer was doing um, during the course of training camp, what he was doing in those scrimmages, he was making moves that you you just cannot teach. You, you either got it in you or you yeah. don't. And unfortunately, Dawson Mercer has gone a little bit quiet. He did make some noise in, uh, in a recent game against the Detroit Red Wings. I keep an eye out for Dawson Mercer. Also keep an eye out for Sharon Govich because I talked about it in one of my more recent episodes. I said that reuniting Sharon Govich and Hughes might do wonders for Sharon Govich yeah. because... Hughes can obviously play out play without Sharon Govich, but Sharon Govich, it seems as though he can't play without Jack Hughes because Jack Hughes missed a good amount of time and Sharon Govich just kind of like fell off a little bit. At one point he was uh, a healthy scratch and it, it just seemed like he was a given to be our top six guy, six guy, a diamond in the rough drafted in the fifth round. As we both know, if you're drafted in the fifth round in the NHL draft, your chances of playing in the NHL are slim to none. And, and the fact that he had that, awesome come up story, but the fact that he's, you know, taken a few steps back, he's been a healthy scratch a few times, but hopefully with what Jesper brought and what Jack Hughes did in the more recent game against the Buffalo Sabres, that kind of lit a fire under Sharon Govich. So my thing is I said, Sharon Govich needs to shoot the puck a lot more and good things will happen because he's not in the top five for most shots on goal for the devils. And if he's not doing that, you're not, you're, you're either not going to score or you're not going to deflect the puck out front and someone's there on the rebound or the backhanded on in. So my thing is keep an eye out for Sharon Govich. Keep an eye out for Mercer. Yeah, Dawson Mercer. I have him on my fantasy team. He he started off pretty hot, but he's tailed off uh, lately, kind of like what Trey said there, but definitely a talented uh, player. And they have some young guys there that can score, so the others are going to have to be sharp defensively. And hey, how about this? Uh, two brothers going toe-to-toe, Michael McLeod and Ryan McLeod. That's going to be a nice moment for the McLeod family. Hopefully Ryan duels his brother Michael here uh, tomorrow morning, but that's always a cool when brothers get to uh, match up in a game game the big question we always ask uh our visitors is uh, the mcdavid line are you going to play with dry sidle tomorrow doesn't matter but which pairing will uh probably see the mcdavid is it ryan graves and dougie hamilton 100 absolutely barring anything catastrophic because dougie hamilton can provide the offense ryan graves can provide the silent but deadly impact on the defensive end but that doesn't mean that dougie hamilton um isn't good defensively. I'm just saying like in today's NHL, it seems like you have to be a two-way defenseman to make some sort of noise. And, um, you know, we're, we're kind of shying away from the stay at home defenseman a little bit. So my, my thing is Dougie Hamilton and Ryan Graves, they're sort of like Batman and Robin. That is the obvious choice. Um, and I, I would also keep an eye out for Ryan Graves because you're going to have to look at Ryan Graves' stats at the end of the game, because you might not notice it from the naked eye while watching it in real time. Yeah. But towards the end of the game, if you look at the stat sheet, look what Ryan Graves is doing. Like, look at his hits, look at his blocks, look at his plus minus, look at his Corsi four percentage. So, like, you know, if you have a Corsi percentage, I believe over 55, that's elite. So look, look at those stats at the end of the game for Ryan Graves. We'll await lines and all that tomorrow morning to see who's uh, see what Dave Tippett does for tomorrow. If he keeps that dry line together, who's just been atrocious five on five. Atrocious. And Jason Greger had an interesting little stat today on Twitter. I'll share with I'll share that with you after this last clip. Um, so or he's going to go with uh, make David Dreisaitl together and, tr- and make that one line beat the New Jersey Devils. Because usually when they play together, you need that line to pretty much win the game for you because you don't get much else after that and uh trey matthews one last one here for him as um he's the host on the locked on devils just his prediction for tomorrow so i'm kind of on the fence right now just because like um taking everything into consideration and taking everything i saw in the buffalo sabers game especially with the fact that 
We could have just blown the Buffalo Sabres right out the water, but unfortunately we let them stay competitive. Um, I'm going to actually, I, I'm actually going to be the opposite. I think the Devils are going to lose this game and we're going to let uh, McDavid get two goals. And I think it's going to be three to one in regulation, uh, obviously, obviously. But um, I say the only person to score the goal, I'm going to go out on the fence and, and say, Sharon Govich. I think Sharon Govich is on a little bit of a hot streak. And I think if he's still paired alongside with um, Jack Hughes, then I think he gets something. But I'm going to say three to one and we're going to let McDavid get two goals. That was Trey Matthews from Locked On Devils. You can find him on Twitter at TreyMatt4. Thank you uh, for uh, taking the time today. Uh, yeah, just a few answers from him there. that We get a better understanding of the New Jersey Devils. And I promise you a Jason Greger stat here. Uh, he tweeted this out about uh, earlier this afternoon. Uh, most power play minutes with no goals. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is second right now. Uh, he's only one of two forwards on the list. The other forward is Ki- uh, Alex Killorn, who's um, yeah at 96 minutes so Seth Jones leads at 117.27 most power play minutes with no goals New just second at 114.31 which is and listen this guy gets a pass because he's Nugent Hopkins and I get it and he does a lot for the team and he has a ton of assists but he doesn't score five on five he doesn't so if you're not scoring on the power play the hell are we doing that's all I'm saying so uh, it's uh, we're, we're so quick to pick on on Yamo and other players and like, oh, these guys are get rid of them, get rid of them. But you just got to be better. And I know he power play PKs. He's out there uh, playing against other teams top lines. I understand all that. But he has three goals in 29 goal in 29 games this season for the amount he plays. That's not good enough. Not good. Enough. And eventually you have to score. You have to help. You have to produce. You have to. And that, that's just the bottom line. So just an interesting little tidbit there from Greg who always does great work with those kind of stats um but yeah man that's uh that's pretty interesting because before the argument was well but he's he's a power play dynamo well not this year you need more than three goals when you're playing that much and look who you're playing with that's all i'm saying what do you think for tomorrow i told trey i think the others dropped this one there's just too many things going against him goaltending is uh, you're not confident in it defensively the decor seems leaking a lot they they just continue to turn the puck over continue to turn the puck over i'm worried about that their starts is my biggest concern i'm worried about that and then they're always crappy in afternoon games they are so i'm taking i think they get a point i think they lose in overtime by a score of three to two and yes i'm not high on this team right now how could you be after what we've seen in december on the road they've lost to buffalo they've lost to detroit they've lost to the kraken this year i hope they come out just firing tomorrow and score early and score often and are hitting everything in sight but until i see that i i don't know if i can go that because the others don't show that they haven't shown that for a while now so i'm taking them uh to lose three two in overtime and uh, i know that's not going to make uh, oiler fans happy but we got to be realistic with, with the team we have right now and how they're playing you had a bunch of time off you're back at practice every team's gone through the same thing there's no excuses anymore and you and they and they came out flat yesterday i'm just not confident in this team right now and i and i hope i'm wrong and i hope they can find that groove they did at the beginning in the season because they're going to need it they're going to need it we'll see what the lines are tomorrow the big two are together or on separate lines if there's any line juggling we know mike smith's gonna get the start darnell nurse jesse pluyarvi are back which is good for the edmonton oilers so for the sake of all edmonton oiler 
fans because I know they're angry right now. Hopefully the Oilers can pick up the win and I hope I'm wrong. But enjoy the game tomorrow. Have a coffee, have some eggs, have a wonderful breakfast, stay warm as we get ready to welcome in 2022. For my producer Juanito in the Lockdown Oilers podcast, I am Hernan the man talking Los Petroleros. Enjoy the game tomorrow morning and we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll have a, a post-game pod after the game to break it all down. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday night. We'll chat tomorrow.